Hey everyone, before we jump into this week's episode, I want to let you know about a really cool tool I've been using. It's called Anchor, and it helps me record, edit, and upload all of my podcasts. Most of all, it's free, guys, which is pretty cool. The other cool thing is it has uh, background music built in. It automatically uploads to Spotify and Apple. And it does all of the things that you need to make an amazing podcast for you. And so uh, I encourage you to download it. Go check out uh, Anchor at the App Store and go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Deep and Wide. As we dive in to something that is uh, culturally a kind of a hot topic, been around for a little bit, but really saw it um, come alive the last few months, and that is uh, cancel culture, and uh, why I think that, and I shouldn't even say think, I believe that the Bible is opposed to what we would call cancel culture. Um, if you don't know what it is, it's pretty prominent. It's more of a social media thing. So if you're a um, kind of like me, I don't spend a ton of time on social media, not like I used to. Um, I try not to actually spend too much time on Facebook. I try not to spend too much time on Instagram. I don't even have a Twitter or anything else. But, um, you know, th- there's just this prevalent idea right now that uh, if you say or do something wrong you can and or will be canceled. And um, I'm going to read a definition for you. I've been kind of looking at this. Um, I I like this definition. It's from dictionary.com about cancel culture. Cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered uh, objectionable or offensive. Cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming, a.k.a. cancel culture is online shaming. Um, One thing I did find interesting as I was kind of researching it, and um, I found it it interesting that Obama spoke against cancel culture. Um, But but here's some of the premises of it. So... um, there's this new idea, especially, I shouldn't say new, it's been around for a little bit, um, that if you say something, especially right now, obviously there's lots of hot topics and lots of trigger words, and everybody's easily offended. And I'm probably going to offend somebody today, and the good news is I don't really care. Um, and nobody hits me up on socials very often anyway, so it's not even like it's a big deal. So here's the premise um, that everybody's every man, even Christians are so everybody's so easily offended. So if you hit a let's say a homosexual topic or a race topic right now or a political party topic right now, basically if you say something that is opposite of what the culture says should be, then you will probably be canceled if you have any form of influence. So if you are a company or a public figure, those ones it applies to the most. Because again, if you're a nobody, nobody's going to cancel you because nobody knows you. But if you have any sort of voice in this day and age, uh, you have to be super careful what you say. Otherwise, you'll be shut off. So um, I think what's hard is a lot of, you know, let's just say um, ministries and pastors it can be difficult to speak against things because of the ramifications and the repercussions that could happen 
if you say the wrong thing. For example, us having a um, you know uh, a dialogue with a brother in Christ and a friend of mine who is black. And he said, why don't more pastors speak against this, white pastors specifically? And I said, man, in, in all honesty, it's probably because they're, they're scared. And I'm not saying they're, they're fearful. I am. I'm just saying, basically, if you say the wrong thing, I, it could be out of ignorance or it could be out of arrogance and anything in between. But if you say the wrong thing, the backlash that it could have um, is tremendous, especially if you have a ministry. And again, you can go down the practical things. I'm not even talking spiritual things, just practical things. You know, tithes and offerings, um, approval, or how many people are coming to your church because you said the wrong thing. And like I said, it could be out of ignorance that you say the wrong thing and all of a sudden everything that you've done, all the, all the work, the years of faithfulness and the years of faithful to ministry, faithful to God, faithful to his people, all of that goes out the window because you said the wrong thing. Again, that's, that's the culture in which we live. So again, if you are an actor, uh, or actress, uh, or apparently I don't think they're, they're, I think they're the same thing nowadays. I don't even know. Um, if you were one of those things, and let's say you do 25 years of hard work, you are good in your community, you're generous with your money, uh, you're a supporter of whatever you're a supporter of, and you've been a good citizen uh, to the to the standards, I'm talking about the moral standards in which with our, our uh, uh, society lives in, specifically American society, and you say something that could be taken as uh, racist... Um, you know, uh, homophobic or politically charged in the wrong way, then basically your life's work no longer matters. Um, I, I get one thing if you cancel a show or a channel. If a company says something stupid, you know, then basically some people might not buy from you anymore. But again, if you're a big enough company, it, it doesn't have that big of a backlash in terms of you might lose some money. But, you know, if Starbucks says something, uh, I guarantee you that the uh, billions of people that drink coffee aren't going to stop drinking Starbucks coffee. It just is what it is. But for the most part, it, it usually applies to individuals. So here's, here's the problem. Um, as if you haven't already caught part of it is you can live a whole life of faithfulness to God, faithfulness to his people in that way and say something stupid, and everything that you've done could come crashing down. But again, we're subject to God. We're not subject to man. What God gives, God can also take. So uh, we can't fear man. Um, but we do have to have this understanding of what this cancel culture is. So um, it's especially becoming more and more prevalent, again, in the younger generations that are so enamored with the social media um, that everybody's scared to say the wrong thing. Um, it's really hard, and, and I'm only going to speak for, you know, ministers and leaders and, you know, um, that because that's my role. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not any sort of celebrity uh, by any stretch of the means, but I have a voice and what voice I have. Um, I don't use a ton, but this is my platform. So cancel culture is dangerous in the kingdom of God because it opposes kingdom principles. 
So, again, I've posted podcasts about my problem with morality, that morality is overrated, overrated, and uh, we we try to push our Judeo-Christian values on the rest of the world. Hey, world, you need to be moral like us, Um, and that's a problem there. But now we're throwing in, if you don't live according to society's morality— you will be canceled or shut up. Again, I'm telling you, there are things coming right now to America that America, again, we talk about being woke and having woke celebrities. Well, the church needs to woke a little bit to what the word says. And so this cancel culture is directly opposed to to scripture. And here's why. In cancel culture, your one mistake um eliminates you or removes you from any sort of platform. And again, I'm not saying or justifying things that pastors have said and done, because I don't even have an example in my mind. But here's what I know about Scripture, the kingdom of God, and the nature of God, and that is God is a God of mercy and grace. Obviously, we can argue the justice of God and the judgment of God, which does exist, right? But judgment is poured out now for those who do not yet believe in him is his judgment because Jesus was our judgment on the cross. So he paid the price for our sins. Those who have confessed Christ as Lord, Savior, Master, King, and surrendered our life to him, I am no longer subject to the judgment that is coming because I am hidden in Christ with God. Okay, so if that is true, then I I am now under the grace of God and I, I function in grace. Obviously, I'm called to live holy and righteous and blameless before God. But again, none of those things earn me anything. That's just in a way in which I can reflect who my God is to the world through which I live. And so if I am living a life where I'm canceling people and, and casting judgment on people in that manner, And again, I've said this a hundred times, and I'll probably continue to say it. We have to comprehend that we cannot be surprised when the world acts like the world, and we cannot hold the world to to Judeo-Christian values. That's not fair. Guys, we can barely obey ourselves, and we are empowered with the Holy Spirit, surrendered to God, and given His Word, and we still mess up. And do you know what I know about Scripture? That God's mercy is new every day. You know what else I know is that my sins are as far as the east is from the west. And so what we have to do is battle that by not being like the world does. So if somebody says something, we can't just cancel them. And again, we, we do it to the other Christians. And I, and I, am, I have been guilty before as well. The, the Holy Spirit has to convict me of those things which don't line up with him. There have been other believers or pastors or preachers that say things, and we're, and we're very quick to judge them. We're very quick to cancel them. Listen, I will be transparent enough to say, listen, there are people who have said things that I didn't agree with, so I just stopped listening, period. That's cancel culture. So, so now because he says something I don't like or I don't agree with, he has nothing of value or nothing that's inspired by the Spirit? That's not true. Listen, there are things that I have said. Like if you go back on my life, I have been walking with the Lord for over 15 years, doing some sort of ministry for at least 13 of those years, if not maybe more. I have been active and involved in some sort of ministry. I have been present and being as faithful as I can. But I am going to tell you, I have said things I shouldn't. 
and I have done things I shouldn't. If you look back on the history of my life, I would not be qualified to do anything that I'm doing if you're going to use cancel culture. So if somebody does something and you look back at their life 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, well they said this, they're not fit to do this in the future. Man, that is not the grace of God. What God does is he he, he okey-dokes you, gets in your heart, flips your life upside down. Again, he doesn't make you perfect right away. But what it does is he flips the inside of you around and you change. So the things that I said years ago that could have been uh, homophobic, that could have been racist, that could have been, you go down the list of the things, the stupid things that I know that I've said before in my in the past. When I was an arrogant, unsaved individual, I know that you're going to say things that would cancel me. And even being saved, I've said things again out of ignorance that I didn't know. And thankfully, by the grace of God, I at least had a friend who loved me enough to say, hey, Pat. When you said this, it made me feel that's, that way. Try not to say that and say this instead when it came to a racial thing. I just didn't know. I just had no idea what it what it really meant or how it made anybody feel. It's just something that I picked up along the way. And his love for me was like, hey, brother, that offended me. Can you say this? Listen, I've learned and not said those things before because I, I I lacked understanding. He could have been, bro, I can't believe you said that. Now we're no longer friends and broken a brotherhood or, or in the kingdom of God where it says that our love is supposed to make the world know who we are by our love. But he's, ah, I'm just going to cancel you because you said something I don't like. Gosh, that's not scriptural. We, we, we should be the, the givers of grace more than anybody else. Listen, and do you recognize that one of the characteristics of God is being long-suffering? Not not in just long-enduring, long-suffering. So so that he, he like it's like he suffers with us for a long time, right? His his patience for us is in in uh calculable, right? Like he, he's just patient. He's kind. God is gentle towards us. And and he says, "Listen, uh I hope that none shall perish," he says in Peter. Uh, then he goes on to say that, man, I, I want all to come to repentance, or that's in Peter. But but he goes on to say, like, listen, I, I love the world and I gave my son in John 3, 16. Guys, like, we know these things, but we offer the least amount of grace to people. The Christian should be the most graceful people there are. And I'm not saying that, listen, if a leader stands up and he says something that is either very arrogant or very anti-biblical, I'm not saying anti-cultural, I'm saying anti-biblical. And he says something like that, uh, and with no context, oh man, I, I saw a one-minute YouTube clip of so-and-so, you know what, they should just shut him down, they should cancel his thing, they need to turn off his radio station, they need to shut down his YouTube thing. Listen, we are so quick to judge, but that's not biblical. This is my problem with cancel culture. Guys, we are in, I don't even want to use the words unprecedented times because I'm tired of hearing those. But but we are in a time where things are shifting and they're shifting hard. Um, we are moving rapidly from a country that is... I, I'm always careful in how I say this because I'm not saying, hey, we're founded on Judeo-Christian values. Man, yes and no. I don't have time for that episode. Um, I would say mostly, and we've been a pretty moral country. I'm going to call us a moral. I'm not going to call us a Christian country. I'm going to call us a moral country. 
based on Judeo-Christian morals and values, okay? So we've operated that way for a long time, and slowly over time, and again, other people have talked about this, you know, um, and, and over time, we've kind of... Uh, um, change the morality. Obviously, we see it. We see the um, acceptance of what we would call um, non-Christian values in, let's just say, homosexuality. Um, we see it in um, just the acceptance of culture, what's okay and what's not okay. Um, and again, it's not shocking. Listen, do your research. America is nowhere near, you know, where Corinth was, Ephesus was, and some of these other uh, Greco-Roman cultures when Paul was around. We're, we're nowhere near there. Um, and, and I don't know where you, how much scripture you've read, but basically the Bible says lawlessness is going to increase in due times. Um, the, the one thing that is encouraging so far still, and I'm watching this carefully, is our relationship with Israel. That's going to be paramount. Um, there, there's no way getting around it scripturally. It, um, if your relationship as a country or a nation is a good and positive one um, and Israel is valued, then there is a blessing on you. Listen, to the, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile, God uh, loves his people and we are grafted in with the Jews. It's not the way that, see, again, our, our arrogance sometimes as Americans is, oh, the Jews are grafted into Christianity. No, 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 no. We are grafted in to the Jews. Um, those are his people, okay? We have to comprehend that. And so what we have to do in these unprecedented times is culture is shifting one way. It's really easy to get caught up in what's going on what's popular, what's culturally relevant, what we think is moral and right and true. Again, our compass is scripture. Um, and so there's going to be a, a time that's it's, it's here, but it's going to be even more prevalent and prominent quickly and soon where our biblical values, our um, surrender to the gospel is going to be in direct opposition to that which is culturally acceptable. Um, again, if you if you speak against certain things, even listen like j just the pendulum swing that we see in this battle with racism. And, and I'm trying to be thoughtful of how I say it. Um, the the scripture is opposed to racism in any way, shape, or form. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There there's neither male nor, nor female. There's you know there's basically no black nor white. There's no race. In the kingdom of God, we are one in the kingdom. Racism is opposed to the gospel. However, what happens is, is we get involved in movements or we can get involved with uh, social media. And I really just want to hammer this home, but I don't want to go too long. Um, but but uh, your hashtag isn't going to make a difference. You could fight me on that one. I don't care. What's going to make a difference is you actually going down to a neighborhood or to a nonprofit or, or to even to your church or to next door to your neighbor and getting to know people and your life is going to make a difference. Your hashtag isn't. Um, and, and what happens is, is culture is going to move one way and they're going to use things that feel good and that sound right 
and and it's going to start to pull. Listen, the Bible says that there's going to be many that fall away. Many. Not one or two, not a handful. Many are going to fall away. Many's love is going to grow cold. And what we think is grow cold, which is means the opposite of love, which is hatred. But really growing cold is just growing stagnant. And and I, I, I believe this 100% in my heart. And if you have scold, uh, scriptural evidence to dispute it, shoot it to me. But I think our, our love growing cold is really going to be our love gone redefined. You know, what our culture likes to do is redefine words and redefine meaning and make something which Scripture says is this and the world will say is this. Um, and, and they'll redefine and they'll twist and they'll make it say what we want. And again, people say that with Scripture already. We, we make Scripture say what we want to affirm what we already believe rather than coming to Scripture asking it to change what we believe and, and, and making it align with what God's Spirit says. Listen, the Holy Spirit is our helper and the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. If we are not uh, surrendered to the Spirit, we're just going to make things say what we want them to say. And again, what is happening right now is if you say the wrong thing, culture will cancel you. Well, I'm here to tell you that uh, if you are a follower and believer in Jesus Christ, a time is coming and is upon us, my friend, to where be prepared to be canceled according to culture, but in the kingdom of God. You are not canceled because you are in him. We have to be careful in our own hearts and minds um, that we are not too quick to have that same mindset of canceling rather than the heart and the um, uh, spirits leading for grace. Okay, uh, we, we are givers of grace and we are followers of Jesus. And so this is why cancel culture and is directly opposed to the culture of the kingdom and it is not okay and we cannot function that way but also be prepared christian um if you have a voice and you stand on these values you will be canceled eventually from culture um and if you're overloved by the world i'm not saying god's people by the world then you might evaluate what you're communicating because the world is not going to line up with the word. Um, they're in opposition to one another. And so, again, guys, if, if you have any thoughts, any comments, um, anything, shoot them over to me. My um, Instagram is pastor underscore PW. I check it most of the time. Um, or you can email me my personal email, pastorpatw at gmail.com. You can find, you know, resoluteministries.org uh, is our website of the work that we're doing in Africa and partners in Belize and uh, just some stuff. Who knows what the Lord's doing in the future with that, but definitely some growth. Cool thing is in, in Kenya. Um, the pastor over there started Resolute uh, FC Football Club, so a bunch of our orphans um, kind of have a soccer team. We're hoping to eventually get them some some jerseys and stuff like that, but just something to keep these these boys um, active and going. And uh, we, we did finalize some property over there so we can grow f food and some maize for them so they can so they can eat and sell some for um, seed and, and take care of some of the needs that the orphans and the widows have. So it's another project that we care about a lot. Um, and so, yeah, keep us in your prayers. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in a couple couple weeks. 
Hello, and welcome to Deep and Wide. I'm Pat Walter, and thank you for joining me. Deep and Wide is a weekly podcast that dives into the deeper things of the Christian faith, as well as a wide variety of culturally relevant topics. The goal of our podcast is to challenge growth and inspire hope. Please enjoy this week's episode.